So we're going to do repeal and replace. Very complicated stuff. Tests, office visit, pills, hospitalizations. What do they all actually cost? $330 billion with a B. Monday marks the beginning of open enrollment in the health insurance marketplaces. This is confusing. You're listening to Health O'Clock, show 17, recorded November 4th, 2017. We are your source for health news, trends, and insights. So now it's time to talk about healthcare. Hello, everybody. Woo! <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I got really excited. Yeah, I know. November. It's been so long, and it's we, we've had Halloween. We've moved, you know, had things moving and shaking, and things got put away. And <laughs> you know what? We're here finally, and it feels so good to be back talking to you guys. It feels great. So for those of you who haven't listened before, I'm Andrea. I'm a healthcare actuary. And I want to give you my normal disclaimer. This is for educational purposes only. So I don't represent the views of my company, my former company, the Society of Actuaries, the American Academy of Actuaries. So if you need a healthcare actuary, go out and hire one. And I am Jay. I am a normal guy who's trying to understand healthcare. The logic is if I can understand it, you can understand it. And uh, just as a normal guy disclaimer, I do not at all represent Canada Dry Soda. Oh. Is it soda? I don't know. Sparkling seltzer flavored water? Yeah. It just they makes do me... ginger ale too. Oh, well then I, yeah. I do like them. Oh. But I'm, I, I just get the, I get the burps. I know. He does. <laughs> so that's a perfect segue into our topic for today. Medicaid. Medicaid. Okay, I know I've heard this one before. There's two of them. There's Medicaid and Medicare, and it's almost a crime that they sound so similar because... It's so confusing. It's, why why start with Meta on both, and they're two totally different things? They were being cutesy when they yeah. when they passed it in the <laughs> 1960s. So. Let's that was, be cutesy. <laughs> that was I agree. the era of cutesy and Vietnam. Oh. So, okay. So, <laughs> Medicare and Vietnam. Uh, Medicare, if I had to guess... Is I need to think about it. Okay, Medicare, Medicaid. Oh, me, well, hold on. <laughs> I need to sort you're, them. You're sorting them out. Okay, Medicare go ahead. is for the retired, and Medicaid is for the low income. You can think of it like Cade. Medicaid ends in aid. A I D. Oh, I think that's what they were going for. Like this is aid for low income people. Cutesy. Yeah. And mm. care is for elderly. Because air means yeah (laughs) the whole system breaks down when you think about it too much anyway (laughs) so the names aside today we are talking about the service meant for the low income which this is really interesting i like i feel there's some history behind it i kind of want to dive into it sure just see let's uh let's have a history lesson okay so in this is kind of a first for Health O'Clock, we're taking the history magical tour all the way back to 1930s. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So here so we are. So in the 1930s, <laughs> There's people the- were very interested in socialism and health care. The people wanted to make sure that the whole country was covered by 
health care. <laughs> <laughs> but in the 1940s, war broke out. Wage freezes were put in place, and employers started offering health care as an incentive to come work for them. All thought of socialism and medicine was dropped, especially in the 1950s with the Red Scare. Oh. Yeah, you knew about that one. I don't. The Red Scare. People didn't want communism and oh. their country and McCarthyism I, and all that I thought that, that was stuff. a virus. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, got, I got the Red Scare, Mom. No, people didn't want anything to do with communism and socialism. <laughs> so socialism and medicine is out. Employer-based medicine is in. But then they realized in the 1950s that some people were falling through the cracks. Widows, elderly, children... We must cover these people somehow. Oh, yes. So states started paying them their medical costs along with welfare. And then the federal government provided an equal match. In the 1960s, the federal government provided an equal match for the elderly who were also very poor. (laughs) So they're matching states, I'm guessing. Yes, states were paying for it. (laughs) I'm going to stop using this voice. I I kept waiting to hear (laughs) who was going to win the horse race because all I could... (laughs) about It's Valentine by a neck. Valentine's coming in. Oh, wait. It's LaCroix, the horse. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's my old-timey voice. Okay. All right. So So, they wanted to cover people who were falling through the cracks. And so the federal government started providing in the 1950s in the 1950s and 60s a funding match to pay for people on welfare to pay for the elderly who also were very low income. And then in 1965, um, they kind of formalized this whole program, signed it into law. LBJ did it. So that's kind of how this program was established. Now, there were two major changes to this program that I want to cover really quickly. Okay. 1997. The the Children's Health Insurance Program, CHIP, as it's called. That's also cutesy. It's very cutesy. So this was signed into law by Bill Clinton, and this was to cover very low-income people with children at a higher level than... Uh, just normal people on the Medicaid program. So kids got better benefits. I mean, if you I, had kids, then you could get them covered easier. Covered easier. Also, the Affordable Care Act was in. I've heard of that one. 2010, it was passed, and they expanded Medicaid to people with slightly higher incomes than before. So that's that's the major change. Those are the two major changes that have happened to this program. Very. Very interesting. So that's the history. That's the history of (laughs) Medicaid. Yes, got the voice. (laughs) Yeah, uh, thank you. So that, it does make sense. It all started, so just so I I can understand it, it started in the times of World War II where there's hiring freezes and it was an incentive for workers and employers or Employers to get workers to say, hey, we'll pay for your Medicaid without actually paying them extra. Getting a little mixed up here. Oh. So in the 1940s, there were wage freezes. Mm-hmm. So the government stopped companies from jacking up their wages to try and attract workers because most people were over fighting the war. So there was kind of a shortage of workers at home. Sure. 
Uh, so government froze wages, and then health care was offered as a kind of a bonus. Hey, come work for us. We'll pay for your health care. So that kind of threw socialized medicine out the door. But it also oh. left a lot of people out in the cold as far as getting coverage because not everybody has one of those jobs that pays for their health care. So in that, as time progressed and the system didn't change, it's kind of why we still tip today in restaurants in the U.S. Uh-huh. It's a very similar story here. Good tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for that trip way back to the 1930s <laughs> and i promise to never use that voice again <laughs> unless we have a segment like that <laughs> going forward maybe twitter versus twitter <laughs> <laughs> oh that is kind of the same voice <laughs> better work on that. <laughs> oh, okay funny. so let's talk about this program a little more um do oh. you know who it covers wait should this be a new segment yes we like segments we do, because I get to play music. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> this is our healthcare 101 segment. So we're going to talk about a couple things. Who this Medicaid program covers, how does it work, and who pays for it. Okay. I am ready, teacher. My learning hat is on, which... Funny enough, uh, nowadays people don't, in school, they don't allow learning hats. There's no hats to be worn. No, because usually they, they mean you're in a gang now. I right? know. So learning yeah. hats have been left at home, but mine is on and ready. So Usually they're not called learning hats. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who does this program cover? Go. Okay, uh, if I had a guess, I would say the low-income people mm -hmm. of the united states uh-huh any others oh i now i'm teaching um <laughs> i just want to <laughs> see what you know <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so uh all right what who else does it cover i would say probably uh the less fortunate like if you're blind or have handicaps um yes and then i could also see s certain situations like uh pregnant moms or yes um and that's only because i cheated and kind of saw your show notes <laughs> <gasps> oh. <laughs> okay this was a trick question because every state is different what <laughs> i feel set up trick question <laughs> but this is what it, i get in for general cheating. you got the major ones pregnant women low-income people disabled sometimes senior citizens with very low incomes may get Medicare and Medicaid. So it's possible to double dip. It's possible to double dip. They're called dual eligibles. Mm. Um, That's also, not cutesy. Also, we talked about the children's health insurance program. If your parents are low income, then as a child, you can be covered and get medical services. That's nice. Uh, so, yeah. Um, My cutesy name for double dippers, the double dipper duallys. How does that sound? That's adorable, okay. but I don't think they'll change it. <laughs> I'm going to write Obama. <laughs> or, shoot, now Trump. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's one more group called the Medically Needy. So, oh, any what is guess? That? Is that people with the, like symptom that's like i'm always sick and therefore i need as much medical attention as possible 
Is that hypochondriacs? Are like, <laughs> I, I think I have a cold. I saw a cold on television. <laughs> oh no, I totally have the tremors. I got the black leg, black leg, the black lung paw. <laughs> <laughs> Me, <laughs> you're a little off. Um, medically needy are maybe they make a a normal, not poverty level income, but they have crazy high medical bills. Oh, okay. So say like a person making fifty thousand a year suddenly has to pay for a, a transplant of some kind. Yeah, that's which is tough. like crazy expensive. Uh-huh. Uh sometimes those people would be considered medically needy mm-hmm. uh, because the medical costs will drive them into bankruptcy and yeah. sometimes they'll be covered under this program. Hmm. Or they get some weird space disease. Yeah. <laughs> and they <Those> space <laughs> diseases are very regularly covered <laughs> under this program. <laughs> and they it requires both scientists and doctors to figure out. <laughs> okay, so, so here's Sorry. a question. I promise to lay off the Canada dry. <laughs> <laughs> so how many people in the United States do you think are covered under this program? After we've gone mm. through the categories of who could be covered. So this is a national number you're looking not for, not a state number. Correct. Um, blah, blah, I'm going to say 45 million. You're a little on the low side. 100 million people. A little on the high side. <laughs> it's actually about 75 million people. Okay. Which ends up being one in five people in the United States. Now... Are when, covered under this program. When you think about it, so Kansas City is what, 20 million and around? Oh, Kansas no. City is like 2 million. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's 35 Kansas cities worth of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of people. Uh, and it, Wow. Okay, eye opener. Yeah. It's uh, it's actually quite a few people. So every time you hear about changes to this program, uh, funding cuts, funding increases, it's a big deal. Yes, yeah. it impacts a lot of people's lives. And you hear a lot of boo. There's a lot of boo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just perusing Twitter as I seldom do because people are mean. People are real mean. Um, but. There are a lot of people upset about the recent tax reform bill. Oh, yeah, that just happened. Because it looks like there might be some cuts to Medicaid in it, and people are very oh. upset about that. So that's, uh, yeah, people are mean on Twitter. I'm I glad know. I don't regularly <laughs> spend time on it. Jeez. <laughs> I know. I can't help myself. I do. Anyway. Okay, so we know who it covers. How does it work? How does this program work? Oh, yeah. Any thoughts? I, I, everything with governments is taxes, and and that's about it. So I'm going to say taxes. <laughs> <laughs> people take them from other people to give to other people. That's a government, right? Similar. Okay. So the federal government funds part of it. The state government funds the other half. So, and we'll talk about funding in a minute. Were they both taxes? Because yeah, they're I'm both still, taxes. I'm still going to say I'm right. That's pretty much where they get all their money yes. is taxes. So, 
low-income people can apply for this program. He can fill out a form, go meet with someone. I don't know how, exactly how it works. I wish I'd done more research on that. Yeah. Um, so if they get approved, they prove that their their financial situation is worthy of being on this program. They will get basically a, a health insurance card saying they're on this program, tells them what providers they can go to, Providers accept an extremely low rate to treat these people. They have to, right? Uh, they Providers don't have to accept these people. If they do, they're, um, it's basically like uh, they write off a lot of it. It's like a charity type case. Um, but if providers accept only these patients, they're not going to make enough money to sustain their practice. Hmm. I'm sure they even have a formula. We can only do 25% of these. Or yeah, I'm sure they, they limit, but yeah, um, which is an issue. Sometimes people on this program have a hard time finding doctors. Especially if in, you're in an area that's predominantly low income or something, and like say something crazy like 70% of the people are on Medicaid. It'd be a hard it, place it to be a be doctor. Tough. It would be a tough place to be a doctor and... Chances are it's probably harder to find a doctor because they're not there anymore, too. Maybe they moved out of the area. To get normal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so the medical coverage you get is it's pretty decent. Um, very low cost sharing. There are some limitations on what services you can get, what services you can't. Um, and usually it's managed by an insurance company who gets reimbursed by the government. So that's how it works. All right. Huh. Who pays for it? We do. <laughs> Short answer, yes. Uh, on a national scale, um, the federal government pays 63%. Uh, states pay 37% of the cost, but that varies by state. It's roughly 9% of the federal budget. It's anywhere between 20 and 30% of a state budget. Um, um, and I did look up some numbers. This is very back of the napkin math. Okay. But I figured out that it costs the cost of the program, at least from a report I found on Kaiser Family Foundation for 2016. The cost of the program costs every single person in the United States $145 a month. Wow, so e that includes every single, kids. Yeah, if every single person in the United States paid $145 a month, that would fund this program. Wow, okay. So, I mean, it's not that bad. It's, I mean, if you look at the cost of what health, uh, of what a normal, like, commercial health care plan would cost, it would be like five or 600 a month per person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this seems reasonable until you realize that it's only covering a fifth of the population. Yeah. Uh, so multiply that by five. Then it's pretty darn close. Then it's pretty darn close to the same cost as yeah. regular health insurance. Interesting. I don't know about you, but I sure need to relax. <laughs> Let my mind breathe. And open up another Canada Dry.
gonna dry my new friend. <laughs> oh, I almost need to write an apology right now because I am gonna be burping here soon for everybody. was a longer mind break than we usually have i know the refrigerator was really far away (laughs) so we're bringing back a segment we haven't done in a while but we think is a fan favorite that's right the segment is called twitter versus twitter We have people talking favorably about Medicaid. In Boo. the other corner, we have people talking unfavorably about Medicaid. Boo. I don't know. I booed both sides because yeah, I don't I really. <laughs> They're all on Twitter, so they all should be booed. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, I, I'll take the first one. Uh, Aaron Davis says, I don't care about filing my taxes on a postcard if it means cuts to medicaid and medicare hashtag call your reps about hashtags gop tax plan nebraska appleseed and ne appleseed said medical practices are facing less uncompensated care thanks to medicaid expansion uh rogue at lovely rogue 87 says and this was only two hours ago Medicaid does not provide for everyone. X, a couple making a combined total of 450, or sorry, 45,000 a year does not qualify, especially with two kids. Now I'm low income and I still can't get on it. Doubts are traitors at doubts are traitors uh, said. Congress and POTUS have to find a way to cut Medicare and Medicaid costs. Otherwise, it's all useless. We can't tax out of a $1.2 trillion yearly hole. I think we should move on. I think, do we have time to maybe do something in the news? It's yeah. been so long. Yeah, there are some things going on we should probably talk about. And I don't, and I don't necessarily follow it all. So let's see what's going on in the news. All right. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, the cost-sharing reductions. Uh, President Trump signed an executive order saying that they weren't going to pay these anymore. Uh, we kind of talked about this on our last show, but I know you've slept since then. So. Uh, yeah. Do you cost remember what these sharing things are? reductions. There are three words... Two of the three words just really make me bored, and it's like, (laughs) what is it? Okay, so this is anyone who's on the individual market who's low income, but not low income enough for Medicaid. Oh, okay. Um, They get these special plans where they pay less in deductibles and coinsurances, and the government pays the difference is essentially what it is. Okay. This was set up through the Affordable Care Act, and Trump said, no, I'm not going to pay those anymore. But insurance companies still have to offer these plans. 
So now the insurance companies have planned for this and they're just spreading the cost out among all their other people. Okay. So if your rates go up by in between 6 and 10%, uh, or if they go up by more than that, 6 to 10% of that is because these cost-sharing subsidies went away. Thank you, POTUS. The next news story we have talks about the Children's Health Insurance Program. Which I remember hearing about in our history lesson. We just learned about that. I know. Passed in 1997, uh, covers children under the Medicaid program at a higher level than they normally would be covered under. The f- This program expired a month ago. Wait, I didn't know programs can expire. Is that like milk? Uh, just- yeah. There's an expiration date. Usually when you write a bill, it's not continued into perpetuity. Usually you say, we'll decide whether we want to re-up this in 10 years or something like that. Okay. So it's pretty much agreed that they need to continue this program. It's helping a lot of children. I think it's like... Everybody knows this is good. Yeah, I think it's like 35 million children are are getting health care because of this program. (laughs) Uh, So... Which is like 35 Kansas cities. (laughs) 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 So they don't want to like cut this program because that would hurt children. uh, And that looks bad politically. Yeah, not good for your Um, campaign. So article I was reading a New York Times article from yesterday that says they're expected to pass legislation to refinance this program and continue it. The problem is... Nobody can agree on how to pay for this thing. Oh. So some people want to pull funding out from um, money set aside for public health things. Uh, Some people want to just bump up the taxes to pay for this. Nobody can agree on how to pay for this. And this is making people in the states very nervous. And they're starting to send out notices to the kids in this program saying, hey, you might lose your coverage. Oh, that would be a horrible letter to get. <laughs> like, hey, mom, I got a mail from the government. <laughs> from the government. They tell me they won't pay for my asthma medicine. <laughs> no! <laughs> so um, hopefully Congress can get this figured out and maybe work together to to fund this. Um, yes, that would be nice. But we'll see. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. I mean, so that's all I've got for news stories. And there's a lot more going on, but... Let's call it a day for today. I totally think that's a great idea. So we've got another show coming up. We have another another couple shows coming up. Yeah. So one that I'm really excited about is uh, we locked down an interview with a uh, academic uh, in economics, and so we're gonna kind of go with the economics of healthcare. Which should be fascinating. Also, I saw on the docket there's a, a mental health show. That's what we're hoping to do. We also have a potential live show coming oh, up man. here. Um, so more details about that to come, we hope. Thank you so much for listening. Re- rate us on iTunes. Um, share this with your friends, your family. Uh, even your enemies just hunt them down and say <laughs> listen to this and then walk away and say let's be friends that's yeah that's good okay <laughs> thanks for listening yeah have a good one <laughs>